guys, it's your boy Shredded Lettuce. We're here again with another episode of the podcast. We got Rock City Girls in the house. Hey. We got my boy Zach from yeah. work. Hey, what's going on? We're just going to talk about Iowa, talk about the stock market, talk about a lot of stuff. So here we go. But Zach. Welcome. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome. <laughs> uh, Zach, let's talk about Iowa for a second. Like, I know you're from there and uh, it's got to be different being up here, so. Yeah, it's a little different being up here. Um, I'm used to small farms, and I grew up with a cornfield in my backyard, so it's a little <laughs> different living in the burbs of uh, <laughs> Rochester, New York. But I really don't feel that country. I mean, I, I blend in out here, and I think that's what you kind of have to do when you move five states away. You just have to kind of blend in. Like, what's the – what is it like, like, living out there, honestly? Like, I always, uh, people always picture like is it like boring like what is, is yeah it? so like the fun things to do would be when you're 16 you drive around with your friends yeah, okay. you know normal stuff that you guys do out here you like you go through the mcdonald's drive through and yeah, like yeah. just act a fool yeah, or you yeah. go to walmart you know like <laughs> typical like high school things we don't do anything too different can you get your license at 16 uh yeah you can oh, get your younger. you can get your school permit at 15 so if you have that, you can drive from school events back home and vice versa to the event. I think I think that's what that's the same was thing. Too, at here. least when I was. Yeah. The kids now out here. What I've heard. And a permit uh, at fourteen. I think that's with, really? with a parent. So the kids out here, oh, you dang. have to be sixteen and a half to get your permit. Oh they, really? They, I think they oh, wow. raised it because yeah, I, mine. I think mine was. I think mine was fifteen. But it was the same thing, like yeah. permit. But I had to like have somebody with a license driving with me ever all the oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. And and there was like a nine o'clock curfew, so you, unless you were like coming back from work or something, it was, I don't yeah, know, yeah, something yeah. ridiculous. Okay. I do but. think the permits have curfews. Do they? But I totally the school permits, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. So there's a funny. There's a little town next to mine. My town's like thirty thousand people, oh. but then we have small towns around us that are like. 5,000 people. And this one town has their own, like, bring your tractor to school day. So sure? everyone yes! shows up in the tractor. So, yeah, that'd be, like, small town. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. everybody knows everybody yeah. and everyone's story. They would bring their tractor Talk to work that day. Talk about Johnny's tractor for the next three weeks of school. <laughs> exactly. Then. Like, whoever showed up with the best tractor is, like, flexing on everyone That's else. That's crazy. <laughs> so that was different. But, no, not in my – in my home city, it was, like, a lot of Hispanics because we had a pork plant and a lot of Hispanics would come up from Mexico for work. It was like a really good paying job. So a lot of Hispanics in my hometown and like a lot of druggies and crime. Just in a small town in Iowa, you wouldn't think about it, but Atumwa, Iowa is the meth capital of the world. What? My hometown. Yeah. Jeez. It was literally considered the meth capital of the world. Yeah, I wouldn't think that. No. no. If you told me, I wouldn't even think that. So like if you were driving around. Let's say 11 at night, you would definitely see crackheads outside of, like, your local gas stations. <laughs> Not something you would expect in Iowa. It really isn't, but... What do you... What did you guys do for, like, parties and stuff? You just go, like, into a cornfield? No. Or, like, a well, barn? Like... Yeah, no. Seriously? So, in those smaller towns, like, the kids would have, like... Their parents would be rich, and they'd have big barns. Oh, okay. So, they would throw barn parties. And, I don't know, drinking and driving, like, horrible to say, but, like, everybody does it in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Just because it's bush light, keystone light, and back roads, you know, country yeah. roads. So. Just like Morgan Wallen's songs, no? <laughs> pretty much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like all those country songs you think of, like, it's those like are legit, Iowa's. Yeah. yeah. 
They love country concerts and oh yeah, they they go all out, wear the boots and everything. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> then out here, I don't feel it's like that at all. I haven't even seen a gravel road out here. I don't oh. think I've seen one gravel road. No, not really. I mean, if you go out like that way, like toward like Holly and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you'll find some, but they're like, even there, it's like rare too. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. Churchville's got some because they got like, well, that'd be more closer to like Riga or whatever. Yeah. But they got some some dirt gravel roads that, but I think it's just like one out of like a bunch. And it's just because the town didn't get around to, like, pave it yet. They're just, like, being <laughs> yeah, lazy about it. Right. But I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, so where I live, there's, like, a trying to paint a picture. There's a railroad two houses down from mine. Mm-hmm. And just crossing, like, I live in town, but when you cross that railroad, that's considered the country. And it's, like, immediately a gravel road. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's a little different. So if you're driving like on the snow and the gravel, it's just a pain in the ass. What's like the big like money making jobs out there? Like the pork plant and the pork like... plants, uh, wind energy. Uh, there's some big like U.S. cellular. You guys don't know that, but that's like a phone carrier. I'm trying to think of some others. Uh, Vermeer. Pelag windows. Pellet windows are in, like, a bunch of large stadiums. Like, the AT&T Cowboy Stadium, mm-hmm. there's Pellet Pella windows. That's, like, 45 minutes from my house. You ever seen uh, the Netflix show called White Gold? Uh-uh. They t- it's, like, this British show, and it's all about, like, selling. They basically, they kind of, like, in the show, they kind of, like, scam people uh-huh. into, like, buying these, like, shit, like, window frames and windows to replace their throughout their entire house and they tell them like it's so much better and all this stuff and it's just like it reminds me of that like yeah <laughs> it's like they just sold the shit out of them and it was like all down to like the sale it's a it's a good show if you want to learn how to be like a salesman but it's just crazy like the tactics they use and stuff but that's pretty funny like the window thing <laughs> i'll have to uh I'll have to check that out i haven't seen that it's funny it's hilarious it's like kind of a wall street but like Makes me want, windows. <laughs> it'll probably make me want to go back into sales. I've never been in sales. Did you you been in Yeah, it? I uh, sold RVs for okay. my dad when I lived in Iowa. I sold when I was 18 to 21. So, Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. It was a very high-pressure job just because your paycheck is pretty much Based reliant on, on how much you're selling. But yeah. in the summers, that was when the big rush was to come by campers. So. Yeah, because everyone wants to go camping. But, yeah, I guess I only sold in the summers, though, because I was at school. Oh, True. When yeah. I wasn't working there, but it was alright. I liked it. I'd definitely go back to it someday. Yeah. And both my brothers work under my dad, and it'd be fun to go and work for them. Yeah, that'd be cool. Family biz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it started out as a uh, used car dealership for my grandpa on, like, Church Street in the 50s or whatever, 60s. And he had, like, I don't know, eight cars and one motorhome. Then my he died... Or passed, and then my dad came back from California, and then uh, started buying RVs and campers, yeah. and then just turned it into a RV dealership. Nice. What's like? What are like the tactics you had to use to like sell some of the RVs and stuff like that? Um. Do you so like, my, do you my start part, with like showing them around, or you see, or do you prospect somebody like coming up and looking yeah, at them? Yeah. So like, what they really want you to do is want you to get the customer in the office mm-hmm. and qualify them first. 
uh, just why they're in there and what yeah, they're like the looking for. Yeah, because thing. otherwise you're going to have about 20 people a day come in, not know what I they like, want. Yeah, I like, I like this, this <laughs> but I don't know. My husband's not here. My and then they're not, not even pre-qualified. You know, you hear it yeah. all. You hear it all. They're yeah. not pre-qualified. So what you want to do is you sit them down, ask them why they're in there, what they're interested in, what they would look at and what they want to look at. Then you pick out about three or four campers that you like the mm-hmm. best. That's what I would do. I'd pick out about three or four that I know they'd be into based off what they said. Right. And then we'd look at those and then, you, you know. Do you, like, they, try to stick within their price range or do you? No, like yeah, I definitely work within to, their yeah, price range, yeah. yeah. I'll show them something that's a little bit more expensive. Right. Just if, you know, if they wanted to pay the extra money, maybe that would be yeah. something to be willing to do. But every buyer's different. Every right. person's different, so. You really have to go in with, like, a open mind. Right. Like, that's my, that's what always, like, I always thought, like, okay, if you want to make a lot of money right now in the times that we're having, you kind of got to go. And if you want to make it quick and then start doing your own thing on the side, mm-hmm. you know, you can build enough money through something like sales quicker than you would somewhere else, like a manufacturing job or something like that, mm-hmm. kind of like what we're doing. But sales i think you like learn a lot through it i always just got nervous because i'd i always played in my head like how would i deal with somebody who's saying no but you've got to turn that into a yes and i think that's like a huge thing they try to teach these days but like that's the hardest part about selling is rejections and you're gonna get my brother always says you get 30 rejections before you get a yes Mm -hmm. and that's what keeps him going like the rejections fuel him right okay like that's a really way of thinking good yeah good way of thinking Brittany's just breaking stuff over <laughs> But I, I do think if you believe in the take product... A take, take a shot. Take a shot. I'll take a shot to that. <laughs> I think if you believe in the product, though, it makes it a lot easier yeah. to sell. Yeah. Like, when I tell a customer, like, this is my favorite one on the lot for the money. Mm-hmm. Like, their ears perk up, and they're like, oh. And you're like, dude. Well, if you like it, yeah. then, and then maybe go, I'll like you it. You can even go into, like, a backup like I don't know what would you call it like a rabbit hole basically but you're like basically you're selling them on something you would buy because then you could be like dude if I if I saved up enough money man this is the one I'd buy right here you know what yeah that's like, what I said I, I always give them like oh yeah this has only been on the lot for about a week mm-hmm. and I really like it I think it's going to be gone within a couple weeks if yeah, we're being honest because that time frame definitely because ha- a lot of the time this I didn't think this would ever happen but my brother told me you're going to have a customer interested in a unit. Mm-hmm. They're going to say to hold it for them. So they'll put like a $100 deposit down. And then someone else will come in and buy it. Oh, like right away. Like yeah. two days later. Yeah. Not, and I didn't think that would happen, but it happened to me about three times the first year I was selling. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like the customer comes back and pissed and like, we wanted you to hold it for me. I said, well, you had to buy it today. Yeah. You know, there was no guarantee that someone wasn't going to come in here and like, the one that you liked. Like, right. <laughs> more than likely, if you like it, someone else is going to like it and right. come in and buy it. That kind of, you know, that situation right there, that kind of dives into the mentality of there's people, um, when they talk about, like, the successful people and all that, they, they talk about if money were no object, what would you do with your life, mm-hmm. right? And then... Um, you know, literally could be anything, and, like, if you find out what you love the most, you could do anything in that avenue, and so you'll find there's more, like, even though everybody's different, 
there's how many millions of people in the world, somebody else out there is going to pay for that service yeah. that you're doing in something that you love. So that's, like, huge, yeah. like, I don't know, I guess, thought process in the, that that led into of, you know, if you really want to be successful, you got to find something that you love to do, something that, you know, gets you motivated every day to mm-hmm. get up. And If like, money wasn't an issue, what would you be doing? I would definitely be... Like, what do you I, see I, I your ideal day being like today? Like, dude, I would, I would love, that's the thing, like, I'm, I'm, like, still trying to figure it out, but if I had to give you an answer right now, I would love to be, like, a hockey scout. Like, I would love, cool. I miss those days so much where, like, you're a little kid going to a hockey tournament, hanging out with your parents, all that stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. I would be on another side of that where, like, I remember going to tournaments and, like, scouts were showing up, and it's, like, it's just... I don't know. It's awesome. You get to watch hockey all day. You get to see kids who are coming up and, like, their skill level. Um, you get to talk to them after the game, like, the parents, and, like, see what avenue they want to take, like, in their career rise or if they see them taking the next step. And then, But you're basically – it's cool because you're traveling all the time. Which to is go awesome. See these kids. Yeah, to, yeah. S- to watch hockey. And like, you watch them And grow. you get paid for it, but it's like – the ins and outs of that, like, I don't know most of the details, but I know a lot of it is, like, you're putting it on, I don't know if you put it on, like, the team that, you know, employs you. I don't know if you're putting it on, like, a team card or, like, you're getting reimbursed later. So, like, basically, you got to pay the gas, the hotel, all that stuff, watch the games. And then afterwards, you're, like, every week or every month, you're giving them, like, okay, these were my expenses this month. These are the kids I saw telling the stats, you know, what happened, did you talk to them, and then go from there, but I don't know. <laughs> no, that's cool, though. Yeah. It would definitely be something I would, could see you doing. Like, watch sports for, for sure. a living? Like, yeah. I'd, I'd do that now, I'd be just from sa- my house. You I'd be in saying? the same boat. I think I'd want to be a sports blogger. Yeah. Like, just like watch sports every day and then write articles about, you know, what happened in the game. Right. I think that'd be kind of cool. And then, like, I'd try, like, the eventual goal would be to try to, I don't know if it'd be possible, but move up from scouting to try and be, like, a, I don't know if it'd be, like, a GM or, like, director of player development, but, like, that would be sick. Like, director of operations or something within the team. Yeah, Yeah. because I see teams now and, like, dude, I don't know. Like, I see teams now where I'm watching the games and stuff or I'm watching, like, moves that they did and I'm, like... Like, yeah, we're just, like, fans and stuff, as it is, but I've seen enough growing up with, like, my dad and, like, the professional hockey players he worked with and stuff like that. Like, there's so much, like, wrong with some of the teams that is stuff that I know could be fixed, but, like, nobody's fixing it. Like, the culture of the team, that's a huge thing. Like, and no one wants to get rid of their star player or anything like that. But I see teams that if they did or they just changed the scenery with that player, the amount they could get in return plus the effect it would have on that team in general, it could change the entire organization and they could start being successful. And it's just like... I think losing players like that that have like their big egos and big attitudes the really problem. change a team. Yeah. So I agree with that. Because then everybody bands together and they're like, well, we all got to pull on the rope now. It's not just one guy... And, right. like, he's kind of running the roost or whatever, you know? I don't know. I understand that. So, but I think that'd be sick. I know nothing about sports. <laughs> and I just watched the football games. Yeah. The Bills are on the Are you a Bills fan? 
No, I know nothing. Oh, okay. My husband owns cowboy tickets. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Cowboys fan. All right. All right. And so I know nothing. Is there something underhanded going on? I truly think. In the NFL? Any sport. You guys are talking about. In, ter- yeah, in terms of. Some sports. Yeah, but like in terms of what, on. though? Well, you just mentioned hockey. You notice that something isn't going right. Like the play. For, yeah, like, for example, you could see. And I'm not trying to knock on anybody. Like, there's people who got serious talent and skill. Like, right. Like, okay, I'm going to put it out there. I don't give a fuck <laughs> anymore. Jack Eichel, okay? Kid's unbelievable hockey player, mm-hmm. right? But something is flawed in that locker room, and I see. I don't know if he's just not ready. I don't know if being a captain is the best thing for him, right? Because he runs that Sabres locker room and all that stuff. And his, you can see he's got an ego. Like, his ego shines through. Yeah, he's pissed because the team's not playing well. But it's also, like, the way that he expresses that, nobody knows unless you're inside that locker room. And from an outside perspective, I don't, I think it's, like, cancer to a, a team. Like, where you got somebody who knows that he's good, and he yeah. talks, like, he shows how good he is, but he talks about how good he is and all this stuff, and it's just, it's like an ego thing, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, that can kill an entire team. They had pieces in there. I, I think the pieces are clashing. Like, you got a couple number one draft picks in there. They're yeah. all clashing, or first-round draft picks, but they're clashing, it so seems. So why is it to go on? That's the thing. Like Bad management. Bad ownership. Just the people who draft the, these players. That's they the thing. see them as... Oh, you're like Tom Brady yeah. to us. Yeah. So we need to keep you around no matter what your attitude's like. Well, it's like the Packers. So the Green Bay Packers, yeah. they have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And he's just a big, like, he's really known for, he doesn't talk to his family. He treats all his loved ones like they're just, you know, they, he pushes them aside. Almost like forgot about him when he got famous. Okay. <laughs> but, like, on the field, he just has a big ego, which is why he plays so well. But it doesn't exactly translate to the team. Like, great, he's one of the greatest players in the NFL, but he's one in seven in championship conference games. So if you're going to say he's the best player in the NFL, you'd think he'd get to more Super Bowls like a guy Mm -hmm. like Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. who has the same amount of arm talent, maybe not better than Rodgers in that sense, but he's a better leader. And Yeah, and that's the thing that I got to laugh about that because – I, even I, up until this point, did not like Tom Brady. Right, like, right. It's, just because everybody's... You're supposed to hate Yeah, them. you're supposed to hate the Patriots. You're supposed yeah. to if you live them. out here. And yeah, all that. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you live out here, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, on top of that, you know, the funniest thing, though, and it makes me happy to see, is people who are hated like that, like big-time players and stuff like that, they'll leave their current organization or team... To prove. To, and basically prove everybody wrong. Like, dude, it's a year later. He went to a completely different team. Nobody thought he was going anywhere. Everybody was betting on Bill Belichick and the Patriots yeah. to, like, mm-hmm. make it to the Super Bowl again. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady was going to be crying. That's what they all said. Guess what? It's the total opposite. Patriots didn't even make the playoffs. He's going to the Super Bowl. Like, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's nuts. It's like LeBron. Mm-hmm. They didn't think he could do it in the West. He went to the Lakers. He won the title his second year. It's like one person can change a team, right. and it's up to the ownership to realize that. But do you think it's the – I think that kind of answers your question. 
Yeah. Like, about what's been going on, like what goes on like that. Mm-hmm. Is that, or did you mean like foul play? Like Tom Brady little, deflating footballs and stuff like that. Yeah. So now I have a different perspective now that you guys have said that because I thought there was more foul play. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's so much foul play. No. Normally they get caught. They're yeah. pretty good about catching that. Yeah. I don't know. There's some stuff I see though, like some stuff like baffles me. Like a lot, of, a lot of like the. It's almost like the. I don't want to blame the refs, but like there's sometimes like the refereeing gets ridiculous, and like you could be watching a game, and I don't have like a specific example right now, but there's like crazy stuff that happens where you're just like it's unbelievable that that either it's that wasn't obvious. called, yeah. 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 Or and you're like, how they not catch that, and then they just move on. Like, I think those are very high pressure jobs. Yeah. yeah. As much as I hate to like say like go against you guys, but I think that sometimes they just make a very, very bad call in the heat of the moment. You know, you there's two to... there's two fan bases, and you can't just you can't pity both of them. Right. So whatever you call, I mean, that is you may hate it, but it's better than a robot calling your calls or something. You right. Know, like. Yeah. I think it's gotten better. They're people better. at the end of the day. I think it's definitely gotten better, yeah. like, over the past couple of years. Like, they've done stuff to kind of address certain situations, mm-hmm. like, more reviews and stuff like that. Um, and that definitely helps. But And people have gotten caught, like, shaving points and stuff. And Oh, yeah. You've seen the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, ab- the aftermath yeah. of doing that. It's just not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> but... Did you guys get into, we're going to take a shot right now. Take so a we're going to go into stocks. <laughs> or should I say stonks? Stonks? Stonks. Stonks. The stonks. Stonks. Um, no, I wanted to but, get in. Yeah, I didn't, the whole thing going on with GameStop and uh, <gasps> the SEC and Robin Hood. I mean, Robin Hood, fuck, man. I mean, that killed me. Not... Not the fact that I was in GameStop or anything, but I was in other stocks that were getting pumped up by this Wall Street bets, and then Wall Street bets. So is that like? Do they come out with all the upcoming predictions? Is that like the number yeah, so one prediction site for what stocks are going to be? It's just going a, up. It's just a. It's like a thread. It's right? a. It's yeah. It's a message board on Reddit, mm-hmm. just like anything. Like they have millions of message boards on Reddit, but. This one kind of, they kind of, like, I personally have never heard of them until the past, like, couple weeks. See, that's where I'm at with it. Right. I hadn't heard and of them. And they've probably been trying to help each other out and make money, you know, for longer than that. But, like, it just blew up to what it is because they were able to garner enough audience to follow their you know, their plans of, like, kind of sticking it to the man and stuff like that, which I think is, personally, I think is awesome because I've been pissed a lot of times where I'm, like, I was investing in stocks, like, a year ago, two years ago, and, like, all of a sudden in that week, it'd be doing really good. All of a sudden, one day comes around, and some guy from J.P. Morgan or Mm -hmm. some big Wall Street company was, like, I'm going to rate this stock bad. For what reason? Mm-hmm. Like, it's doing really good, so why are you rating it bad? Oh, then I see, find out the backstory of, like, this guy probably hedged all this 
all these bets against that stock. So he drove the stock down. He made his money. And now I got to wait two weeks before the thing goes back up. I'm like, that's market manipulation right there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now they're sticking it to the man, kind of doing the same thing. But they're making these suits, you could call them, millionaires lose. And then it's a huge controversy because they're able to actually stick it to them. And they're losing money, and they just, I don't know, they're getting mad. They don't know what to do about it. So then they have people like Robin Hood or whatever. They, the conspiracy theory is that the, Robin Hood shut that down because they're backed by all these hedge funds and millionaires. And how can that, I mean, you can't prove it right now, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's crazy. It could very well be the truth. I think it was a big shift in economics, like one of the bigger shifts in a long time, like when the yep. stock market crashed. Mm-hmm. I think that kids in school 15, 20 years from now are going to be taught about what happened a couple of days ago right? and how that shouldn't have happened because it's going to court, right, with the SEC. Yeah. And I don't think that you Robin can just... Robin Hood man- is. Yeah. Robin Hood, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think that you can manipulate the market like that. Yeah. So that's you why it's such a big scandal. You can't ban people from buying certain stocks. If you get, if you're gonna ban people from buying stocks, you just gotta shut your basically shut your whole thing down, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is not just illegal. three or four. Yeah, stocks. yeah. well, you can't pick out pick four choose. individual ones. It's either all of them or none of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that would be better to defend than oh the four that are going up making all these millionaires lose money. Those are the ones that we're gonna stop you from buying. Right. It was it was classic Wall Street where the individuals like normal day people like me and you stuck it to the man and we we're going to make a quick buck. And then, of course, Wall Street had to join in and be like, no, 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 we can't do this because our big wigs are losing money. All right. our millionaires are losing millions. So let's put a hold on it, drive the price back down so the hedge funds can bail out. And then we'll then we'll give you. The option to buy and sell. Yeah, when it's way down again, then right. you got to basically build it back up, and mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. So they just... are basically forcing people to sell. Right, and then the, and then it's not going to go up as much because in that time frame that it was shut down and you couldn't buy in, guess mm-hmm. what those hedge funds are doing? On top right. of selling all their short positions, which mm-hmm. they were betting against it, now they're buying call positions so that when it goes back up, they're making money again. Yeah, and then it's like it's the bailout. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great turn of events. This is great. I, do I think, I I think do it's like that. more for, it's a good moral lesson that was learned like in Wall Street that like, hopefully, but like hope, yeah. in, in the nation yeah. where it's more, it was like the, like one the thing people that can not... control, mm-hmm. like the people can, you know, they always think that you can bet against us, but you really can't. It was the first time that I've ever witnessed that like Democrats and Republicans both came together and mm-hmm. agreed that this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you never would have thought that AOC would have agreed with something that Donald Trump Jr. agreed right. with, but they did, and I just think that speaks a lot for itself. Yeah, it's nuts, man. I mean, like everybody has the same stance on it that it's wrong and it shouldn't be going on. The funniest thing about the whole thing is that it's so ironic that Robin Hood is named after Robin Hood, yeah. and it's all about taking from the rich and giving to the poor. Exactly. But just like Dave Portnoy said at Barstool, he said, you're doing the exact fucking opposite. You know, like you're basically preventing the poor people from getting any money or getting rich, and 
because you saw that, you step, put that to a stop, and now you're trying to get the rich people back their money. It's like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Dave Portnoy in the past coming years has definitely been a spokesman for the everyday people. Yeah. Which I he, love. He helped small businesses. He set up a small business fund. He Did raised $33 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he raised $33 million for small businesses. That were just affected to keep by going coronavirus. The, yeah. Yeah. COVID-19 awesome. pandemic. He said all you had to do was show that you've been affected by corona. Um, you guys still have like an open running payroll mm-hmm. and, um, basically that was it. I right? think that was it. Just, uh, give your backstory. Yeah. How long you've been Send around. Send a video. Backstory. Show proof that you still have employees that are getting paid every week on the payroll. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Yeah. But it's pretty cool of them. Mm-hmm. I donated to the fund. I think everyone should who has the capabilities of doing so. Yeah. Too. How can you get that out to the older people like me? Um, link. I can send you a link. Yeah, but I just. Oh, how do you like? Oh, how do you? Just get it so people know. Yeah. So he's been going on like, I don't. He had this thing with Fox News where Fox wouldn't let him on, but I think they eventually let him on. He's been on CNN, ABC, local news channels. He's got a huge platform. He's very yeah. But I feel like younger generation. You guys definitely yeah yeah. It needs to get out to the older people that have money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was on like Good Morning America and USA Today, okay, so like stuff like that. That's, yeah, he's really like, TV, and he's not a big marketer, but he came out and said, "This is something worth marketing for," and you know it's for the people. And you gotta play the game. You do. Good for him. He's yeah. got to get the word out. And it's yeah. just it's it's sad to see too at the same time because then you have people who are he's not a billionaire, mm-hmm. he's like a millionaire, but like you got people who are. Like Jeff Bezos, like mm-hmm. uh, Bill Gates, mm-hmm. like people like that, and mm-hmm. I don't remember. They donate, but it's just very quiet. Yeah. Whereas, like, why didn't they think of this? You know what I'm saying? They yeah. have a lot more money, a lot more pull. They could have, Bezos could have donated a billion dollars to it, not even yeah. like, <laughs> you I know, flinched. In the work it's I just, came into, um, they're older where I was when I first came in. And they just said something so simple. Someone younger came in, just fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't have to do with age. Just fresh eyes had to give us such a simple direction. It, it, they were blocked for some reason to yeah. see a simple solution. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Just yeah. Like... Um, it's very basic. Yeah, yeah, no. It's ahead. just traffic pattern. And um, I'm a school bus driver, yep. and we're behind gates, and we have two different gates. And they were saying eastbound gate, westbound gate. Well, a lot of people don't know east and west. And, right. which, and they just labeled them gate one and gate two. <laughs> and it was so much simpler. But they couldn't see past that at yeah. the time until someone came in and said, can we just label it one and two, just simplify it? Right. That's, <laughs> that brings me to a good quote. It's like uh, Elon Musk says he hires people who are lazier because they'll get the job done faster. That kind of reminds me of that, but it's so true. It's like, I think in a sense, I'm lazier, so I'll find any way I can to get the job done faster. Yeah. As long as it's the same way of doing the job. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds fucked up, but like, I'll do it super quick and fast and efficient just so I can sit down for a second. Exactly. (laughs) Which, I mean, it's not a bad way of thinking. It's not. It's it's not. not. And I think it's... It's not right and wrong. No. I think that goes back to the fact that if you're doing what you love, then it doesn't matter how long it takes. But if you're doing something that's like, eh, and you're doing it for a paycheck... Then you want to do it as fast as you can, get that shit done with, 
and get the fuck out. Go home. <laughs> exactly. I, I yeah. agree with that. I can speak to that too. Yeah, because I love what I'm doing now. Yeah. yeah. You gotta love what you're doing. You gotta love what you're doing. I and I'm on that thing. other side. Just love what I do, and but I'm able to pick and choose too. Did I just change the subject again? No. I may have changed it with the whole Dave Portnoy thing, but he was, he's big in the stocks, you know that. Mm-hmm. Davey Day Trader. Yeah, he just started doing that like a year ago, and it's it's crazy, like, the insights that he's seeing and stuff like that with his trading and all that. And, like, just in, like, a year, the amount that he's learned, and, like, that's a huge fundamental thing, too. If you taught, like, kids to, like, start invest, not investing right now, but, like, educating them on stock market investing to like a simple basic you know standpoint that would be huge yeah but how early do you do that because you still want kids i think to live their life oh yeah for sure you know not get too cooped up because you have the rest of your life whether you're 21 25 you got the rest of your life to do that right but i got an eighth grader who i guess there's a teacher doing that oh already Mm -hmm. he got on and so they have this fake money because he got on. He's like, oh, oh yeah, my the gosh. fake money. Yeah, yeah. The, and I think school learning is going to be shifted. I hope. I think so. I think when our generation gets up, well, maybe even below us, I think they're going to really t- teach you the least or lessons on life, and you know taxes and and I hope everything do, that you need like, to know how to do when you, you leave the coop at home. Like a, that was one of my ideas. I was literally going to make a book, like a short little book, not like. 500 pages long but like maybe like a hundred and in like 10 pages a chapter and like basically 10 chapters of one would be like mortgage all the stuff that goes into that what you need to know how much you need to buy a house apartment running Mm -hmm. are you throwing your money away stuff like that blah 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 if you can afford it i don't think it's bad to be an apartment owner no it's not okay but no it's not i think there's some people i think i think that if you're single or if you don't even mind having a wife or husband that lives in an apartment yeah i think that's perfectly fine right because i've got i know a 35 year old she's not married she wish she was and she's determined to get a house in my opinion why that's you work full time. You're a teacher. You got a lot on your plate. You want right. housework too? It, yeah, no, like that, in that, in that chapter, yeah. I would basically have like pros and cons, and like basically leave it up to the reader to decide. It's, but I'm just educating them on like, okay, some people would say that it's not an investment because you are throwing your money away and you're never gonna get it back, which is true. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, the maintenance. All the right. like, Responsibil- all yeah. the responsibilities of taking care of problems, that is on the landlord or the company yeah. that owns your apartment. So that does not fall on you anymore. You basically, it's oh, it's a lot less work. It's a lot less upkeep, and that's a right. great thing too. So it, you have to. It's the opportunity cost of each thing, yeah. you know. And then, yeah, I'd have another one about taxes. I'd have another one about. Yes. Um, that's huge. Investments, stocks, or like retirements. Um, that would just be all one chapter, basically, right there. And have your, other stuff. Have your final be like, map out three months of living in a townhome, an apartment, and a home, with all utilities and everything, and mm-hmm. see what you end up saving from doing each thing. Right. And have three different plans, and then maybe try to discuss the best route. That you would personally like to live, right? Mm-hmm. I think that would teach you a lot about the future and what you'd be 
getting yourself into, I guess, after college or wherever. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of at that point right now where I've had the money for a house to put some money down, but I don't want to go through all the cutting the grass and keeping up with plumbing and you know everything that comes along with it. Yeah. Whereas I rent a townhome, you have maintenance do it for you. I have a two car garage. I don't have to do snow or lawn removal. So like I kind of have it made. Yeah. yeah I, just, what, I pay a little bit too. extra money and it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the one thing like. I noticed recently, I'm like, dude, I'm so fucking sick of shoveling my driveway. Oh my well, I still got to do that, but not, you know, not the roads are out. Yeah. But like, but mowing, like, the, mowing the lawn, you like mowing I the lawn. I love mowing I know. That's one thing. Some people do love mowing. Yeah. I'm not a mow guy. Anything that involves me possibly sweating, no, that's not me. See, I'm all about Except that. Except working out. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Working out and sweating, then I feel like I'm accomplishing something. You think about it as, as a workout. That's what okay, I do. that's a good, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. You know? Normally, I, gosh dang, I gotta mow the grass. It's hot out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I <laughs> just worked eight hours. Now I'm just at home doing more work, and I'm sweating. <laughs> I see. I think about it from a different perspective, where I think about it as not only is it like, like once I, at first I'm like this sucks. I don't want to do it, but just like everybody. Mm-hmm. But then like a couple minutes in, I'm like, ah, this would be a good workout. I'm going to sweat a little bit, burn some calories. And then I'm, like, getting motivated in my mind. And I'm, like, <laughs> the lawn's going to look great. That looks fucking good. So that's another thing. And yep. then number three yeah. is it's also a big, like, people don't think about it, but it's a huge stress relief. Like, say me and Brick get in an argument, I'll go fucking mow the lawn, like, if, especially if it needs it anyways. Right. But that's, like, a stress relief because that's, like, time to myself. I'm outside. I can rethink, you know, just I like that situation. Up. What? <laughs> what did you say? How you fucked up. Yeah, how I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, whole, the whole time you're mowing, you're like, how am I going to apologize to Brittany? Damn Brent it. Brent just took a shot at me, so I'm taking a shot. I'm taking a shot. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's good. To, I don't know. I've been learning to enjoy, like, the little things in life and, like, get outside and, like, I don't know. I try to as much as possible, but I'm trying to do I'm trying to do that, but it's tough for me because like when I was growing up in Iowa, I was very like people oriented. So like out here, like you know, you I yeah. I know everybody. I'm very personal with everyone. Oh yeah. You know, I'm very outgoing. We're out here. It's different because I don't know as many people, and the pandemic's been going on. So I've really yeah, been got, like, taking this time twice. to reflect like myself. You know, because I'm by myself a lot or my roommate. So it's like, it's just nice to have to not know everyone when you walk into a grocery store. Or like, people know what you're doing and when you're doing it. Cause yeah, you I'm from, from get a small in, town. get out. Yeah. Exactly. I just kind of like like the privacy aspect of living away from home. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense to you guys. No, yeah. yeah. I, I experienced that when I went to UB. Yeah. I mean... It's like you don't. There were some kids from my high school that went there, but it was like, I mean, shit. (laughs) Like you don't owe anyone. Like you don't have to tell them where you're from or what why you're there. Right. It's like you're just, you're just vibing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, college is different because everyone that's their first question. Yeah, you're meeting everyone. You're meeting everyone. (laughs) That is the that's the icebreaker. It's like don't worry about it. Don't fucking worry about it. Just got out of the state. Having a drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I always tell people when I don't know them just to see what their reaction is. 
like, oh, oh. what were you doing in there? <laughs> 25 to life, but I got off early. <laughs> I only did two weeks. <laughs> On they, good behavior. And yeah, they, they said I could still go to college, so I showed up. <laughs> oh, shit. No, but yeah, privacy, privacy is like a huge thing in... I don't know, I think every year it gets broken down with, like, social media, internet, everything, and I try to keep as much private as I can to a certain extent, where, like, I don't want to put my whole life on fucking blast for the whole world to know. Some people like that, some people don't, that's just not me, but, um, I like, you should definitely keep some stuff to yourself, and... Would you say you're, like, pretty reserved until you meet somebody? Yeah, yeah. Like and then, a lot like in high school like a lot of people who knew me like they said especially in the beginning and like probably most of my time there they'd say I was a shy kid. Um but yeah, I was like I'm still a little shy when it comes to like meeting new people and stuff like that. It's just like once I get to know you and like I don't know, I'm trying to overcome that's another like thing I'm trying to overcome is like approaching people, like meeting new people and not being like scared to to be yourself, I guess, mm-hmm. but, um, I've been through so much shit, and that's why I always go back to it, I've been through so much shit in my life, like, losing people or whatever, where it's, like, I got to that point already, and, like, yeah, I'm only 28, but, um, I'm to that point already where, like, I, I am who I am, and, like, if you don't fucking like it, that's your problem, but. Yeah, I'm <laughs> kind of the same way, just unapologetically myself. Yeah, yeah, um. Yeah, remember that conversation? Yeah, I, think, I, I just know personal. Yeah, I feel like he's endured a lot in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Makes For you the better. Yeah, it makes I you do. Strong. I, I think everything you go through better. makes you stronger. Like even moving out here, I think I'm a very stronger person. I think it takes a lot to leave the coop. Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, get yeah. away from home. Like a lot of people I talk to around here, it's like I've never left Rochester. I'm like, yep. you need to see the world. Right. Yes, and that's what I like. I'm. Do. I never thought I was going to end up in Rochester, New York, but here I am, <laughs> drink, drinking on your podcast. Yeah, exactly. And at, wherever we are in New York. It was 12 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. We started at 12.30. So. I will say that when I was on my way here, I took a different route. Like, yeah. I went down to Ridge Road. Yeah. And then from uh, uh, Buffalo. I took Buffalo down to Ridge. Okay. And then it was, like, just a, a couple minutes shorter. Yeah. But it was, like, the most I felt like I was in Iowa. Like really? snow on both sides of the roads. I saw like cornfields. Oh yeah. And I was like, this isn't much too different than Iowa. Yeah, like, it wasn't as flat. Yeah, but. like down this way, like toward as you're coming toward here, like if you started in Greece, yeah, on West Ridge Road, you'd be like, this ain't fucking Iowa. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like this is definitely Rochester. But then like the farther you get down West Ridge Road toward me, it's like. Okay, now we're getting a little more country. Okay, now we're pretty country. This is and like then, the burbs of the country, your neighborhood. It's like, it feels like a suburb, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That's what it feels yeah. like to me. Yeah. I and that's what wrong. I liked about it, too, was like, this neighborhood attracted us because it's like, it's private, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's out here, like, but it's also, you know, it's also like a neighborhood that would be like where my parents live. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, isn't that weird that like you everyone has a preference on where they want to live? Keep saying like, fuck me, I'm taking a shot. I know. <laughs> I, I've tried so hard to get that out of mm-hmm. my vocabulary. I can't even talk. Uh, 
Just a side note, real quick. I think Dak Shepard was doing that the other day, though. What? He kept saying, saying like, like. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I've never even noticed. Yeah. So don't. It's just be so, so hard It's on so yourself. common. It's and then, so like. Common. And it's common. In- ah, you said like again. <laughs> <laughs> Take it Fuck off. you. <laughs> yeah. But, like, when I. Fuck. <laughs> when I go back and listen, <laughs> uh, like. To myself, like on the podcast, you added them out, so there's just no I, I, silence, <laughs> silence, silence, that silence. Would be awesome. The like, what's like, up with all, what's up with all the pauses in your podcast, man? Uh, Have you no, heard? It I sounds don't, like swear words when you do stuff like that. Does it? Oh yeah, like the they just beep. bleep you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't edit it out, but I'll like I fucking notice it. <laughs> And I can't stop now. All right. So it's all good. I know a lot of people who say it a lot more than you do, so I don't want to worry about it. It's because everyone does it. It's I you're being oh, hard on yourself. You would have died. Both of you would have died. So my buddy, when I like put the first two episodes out, yeah. My buddy from Albany, my buddy Shane, who's gonna be at my wedding, he um, he fucking posted the Snapchat story, right? Yeah. And he and he sent it to like our UB boys like group chat. And it was, he goes, he's, it was just like, all you could see was his arm in like a glass, like filled with like whiskey or something. And then his buddy had like a red solo cup. He was drinking too. And he's like, the caption was, every time Cam says mentality, have a drink. And like right in the video, I was like, yeah, and it's, you know, it's that mentality. Yo. And, <laughs> and then he goes and grabs a shot. I'm like, dude, that's a new fucking drinking game right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was so funny. Anytime you can find a new drinking game, yeah. you'll play it. Yep. <laughs> we used to do this one in college. It was, we call it two-star movie night, right? And we'd go... To my one buddy's dorm, like all the guys would come in, we'd have like a few, we'd have like whiskey or whatever, we'd have some drinks after we ate dinner, come back up, drink a little bit, like basically for like the next like two hours, and we would just, we'd pick a random ass movie on Netflix that was either a one star or two star rating, like some shit ass like horror movie uh-huh. something, and then we had to pick our characters, and the one we, whenever your character died, or something you had to drink, and then we'd also make a drinking game on top of that because it could take forever, you know. Maybe you survives, but yeah. <laughs> like it was pretty funny. That is funny. <laughs> I like that. King's Cup, fucking all them games. <laughs> or so, like the drinking games you played in Iowa, same stuff. Um, we ride the bus. Have you ever rode the bus with cards? We did that a lot. So um, you got to pick a suit, uh, a color. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You kind of line it up. You right? lined up their four cards. Yep. And they race to the end? Yeah, you race to the end. But, like, if you don't get it, then you have to restart, I think. I can't remember how it went. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you put the – there's, like, it's all the aces. You had to do four in a row. Yeah, it's all the aces. And then the person with the deck in their hand, it's all, like, um, yeah. mixed up. Huh? The refs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The rest are in your – like, the dealer or, yeah, whoever, who's ever dealing – and they'll be like, what's the suit? And you got to guess what that next card on top is going to be. Is it club or whatever? And then, right. like, what's the color? Exactly. What's the, and then yeah, so after the third lot. one, you get to move up X amount of spaces. But. but I wasn't really a big, like, house drinker. Like, I didn't drink. I didn't really start drinking until I was 21. Yeah. 
I just, I don't know. I, uh, so, like, I'd go to bars. We'd right. have our, like, local hometown bars, and we'd drink there. Right. So, I'm not too into <laughs> card games, just because I haven't really what been around the, too What are the hometown bars like there? Oh, are man. They all, are they a lot of, like, hole-in-the-wall type situation, or, like, uh, are they? No, they're just kind of, like, run-down, like, places that you just go and... There's one place, like, five minutes from my house... And all my friends go there, and it's just everybody knows everyone, so it's really fun. Yeah. Then there's other ones that are like, oh, that's kind of in a sketchy area. And mm-hmm. They'd have, we have different areas of our town. They have line and normally, dancing down there? No. I've never <laughs> seen anyone line dance. I mean, I can bust a mean line dance right now. I'll do, I'll do the grapevine right now, yeah, but yeah. I haven't seen anybody do any line dances. <laughs> we actually... Uh, it's funny that you say that, though, because we did learn line dancing in elementary. Really? Elementary and middle school. It yeah. was like a subject for like a two months. Which Have you ever been weird. to Nashville's out here? Uh, is that the barbecue place you're talking about? No, so that's that Nashville's is in Henrietta. It's almost kind of Oh, near the country bar? Yeah. Around the corner by the pizza yeah. place. Yeah, so I went they in there because we were going to go They have, like, line dancing. Like, I'm not really line dancing, but they got, like, country dancing in there. Like, it's just It's legit. a big, yeah. I walked in the, okay, so I have a funny story about that place. Keaton, after work one day, we were going to go drink, me, Keaton, and Bryce. And he's like, there's a place in Nashville's around the corner. We could, you know, go get a couple beers. It was, like, perfect. He's like, should be open. So I was the first one there, of course. I never want to be late. I always want to be early. And I walk in, and the vibe's really weird. Like, the lights are off, and the lights are on at the bar, and I see, like, the dance floor, and I go up to the bar, and there's just, like, a guy on a ladder, like, fixing some light. And he turns around, and he's like, what's up, bud? And I was like, nothing. I guess I'll start out with a Red Bull Vodka if I can. And he's like, yeah, we're not open for another five hours. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, I was under the impression you were open. (laughs) The front door was unlocked. (laughs) And he was like, no, sorry, bud. So I just had, like, the walk of shame walking out of there. Should have been like, well, you want to have a drink with me anyway? No, I was going to be like, well, I'm already here. Yeah. But, no, it was really weird. Where'd you guys end up going? Uh, so we went to, you know. Date um, Busters? No, no, no. You know that pizza place, Perry's, that you took me to? Perry's, yeah. It's a bar that looks like next a house it? right yeah, next to looks, it. Isn't it like a... It's a hole in the wall. It looks like a house. Is it like a Chinese bar, though? No, no, no. That's oh, across okay. the street. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm yeah. talking the house, like, right next to it. Yeah, yeah. Is it, like, how is it? How was it? Is I it almost weird? got in a fight. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? What happened? Because this dude was trying to, like, feed us french fries, and he was, like, hitting on us. Oh. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. Wait, dude. what? Yeah, no, yeah. What do you mean? He was trying to, like, hand feed you? Well, he bought us French fries because we were pretty drunk. Yeah. And he's like, "Here, you boys look hungry," and I was like, "We don't need your handouts," because he was like, "You know, it progressed yeah, throughout yeah, the night. Where weird. it was just yeah. weird. It's creepy." I was like, "We don't need your handouts," and of course, I had like a couple buddies that were like eating the fries. I'm like, "Dude, don't eat the fries. <laughs> don't eat the fries." And he's like, "Let's go to the strip club after this." And the strip club is oh. called a uh, Tally Hose or something. Uh. He's like, "Let's go to Tally Hose," and everyone in the bar is like. You know, like, giving us signals <laughs> to get the hell out of yeah, there. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I th- think I said some smart remark before I left, and he, like, chased us out and was, like, yelling at Keaton when he was driving away. <laughs> but like, it was yeah, a weird get the experience. fuck away from us, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I said something. I, you'd have to ask them. That'd be a so good story for another podcast. So the whole bar must have, like, knew about this guy or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was a usual there. Very oh. weird guy. And but They uh, make money on him, so fuck it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Until he, like, starts doing that shit, I guess. Yeah, no, my problem is when I'm drinking, it's like, I don't drink to 
just like enjoy. Normally when I do drink, it's like I got to get drunk. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point of drinking? Like you drink to drink. Yeah. You smoke to get a buzz. You chew to get a buzz. Yeah. Well, unless it's you. Yeah. You don't get <laughs> a buzz anymore. So You've been doing it for so long. But, you know, when I chew once every three years, yeah. I get a buzz. But I don't know. That's like my mentality. I have a very addictive personality. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to. I'm try to kind of the same that. way, and I try to like. Honestly, like I've been trying to cut it down. Where like, and once I realized, I don't know. I always try to remind myself like I'm in control, and like that's what helped me like through college, all that stuff was like. I used to not really drink that much, like ba- especially back in college. I drank more in like the past like three years than I've had, like when I was in college, like total, yeah. But it was like, I feel like I'm more in control, A and B. There's always, I always have it in my mind that I'm in control, and if I need to stop, I can stop. And if, um, it's hard to explain. It's like, because I get mad at myself for like, okay, I drank last weekend, right? And I like didn't really want to, but I drank. And I'm like, it wasn't because, well, it was just because like, okay, for example, last weekend we went skiing and Zach wanted to have a little bit. So we had a little bit. And then the next, like I would rather drink when I'm relaxing than I would when I'm like doing something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, he, op- he wants to drink the, and ski. I don't. I understand because I'm the opposite. I don't want to drink and sit in my house and watch a movie. I want to drink when I'm out at the club or, you know, like at a bar. Mm-hmm. Or, so I'm kind of the opposite yeah. that way. I mean, I like bars too. Like, if we go to like a nice chill bar, I would love that. But like, I guess I'm I want to. I want to be drinking when I'm skiing though. Huh? No. I probably want to do that. I like. Unless it's like a shooter. Or that day was different too. Like, I didn't eat since breakfast. And it was, we didn't arrive till 4 o'clock. Mm. And then I didn't eat at all while we were skiing. So that was another, I didn't eat, all I ate was breakfast at 10 o'clock that day. That was it. And then, yeah. like, he wants to, like, have, I'm like, dude, I'm fucking dehydrated. Like, <laughs> right. I'm, like, cramping up and stuff, and I'm sore. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. What do you guys think of when you think of Iowa? Or like here, Iowa, because a lot think, of people like was like Idaho. It's like no, no Iowa. No. A lot of people don't even I know mean, what Iowa is out here. That that's kind of the consensus. Man, uh, for me, it's wrote it right off. Unfortunately, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Flyover state. Yeah. Yeah. I Do mean, you guys learn geography in like the fifty <laughs> states? Because I knew where New York was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without New York City, but. I also Did knew you? Where, because we all, I also know where Rhode here. Island is. I know where you know. Okay. It's like I know my geography. No, so but I, here, here's the like. Problem. I wonder why people forget about Iowa. That's why I ask this question. Well, so my my mindset of like when you said you were from Iowa it was like pretty typical, but it was like, I mean, did you think we were like country? Oh yeah, like country, but not like super country. Right. Like, um. It was just like, so oh yeah, it's kind of like country, like out here, if I drive into 
Orleans County or oh. whatever down the road. Yeah, Holly or whatever. Just, yeah. just where I work. Hamlin. Like is, Hamlin's got sounds... some areas that are like. Oh, yeah. There's like, if I drive, if we drove down that way like 10 minutes, kind of like the way I take home from my parents' house, like if we tried to drive back to the parkway, you would see like just farms and stuff like yeah. that. So that but, was your but, like. But it's in the facility, like within five or 10 minutes, there's like neighborhoods like this and it's like. Okay. Yeah. So that was what you thought beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now what do you think after meeting me and like knowing me for a solid amount of time? I think it's kind of like here. Yeah. Like I could grow up here and it'd be the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Like obviously we have a bigger city think? nearby, I think. Do we? Yeah. But I don't know. I think like, you're nicer out near you. Well, our people, yeah. or it's our yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, people. yeah, yeah. yeah. Midwesterners. Yeah, yeah. You guys we are, are more. Yeah, we have that. Like, we're when we're driving, you have your hand on the steering wheel, and you'll always wave at mm-hmm. someone random. And you do that out here, they just like, what's that guy waving at? We <laughs> question everything. Wait, why are you doing? One of the first days I was out here. One of the first days I was out here, I was driving, and like I'm going five ten over the speed limit, and cars just will pass you on like the shoulder of the road. Yeah. And in Iowa, that'd be like. Thanks a lot, jackass. You know, like, yeah. it's very rude to do that in Iowa. But I'll do it out here because everyone else does it, you know? <laughs> I'm just trying to adapt to, you know, my surroundings, if that makes sense. Are we... The waving are, thing is funny, though. Are we faster paced here? Or yeah, yeah. All around, though? Uh, You guys are more... In a hurry to get there all the time, hurry yeah. to get home, yeah. even though it's nothing. Yeah, that's how I am. Yeah, because yeah, it's the same old, same old in Iowa. You're not rushing to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. What do you got to rush to? You got to get to the grocery store where there's, you know, 100 people there? But no. Really, that's the same out here. You what, are, the grocery store. what about. Like, yeah, but you guys got to, like, get on the interstate sometimes. You got to go 20 minutes to go to a store. Just yeah. depending yeah. on where you live. Where, like, where I live, I'm three and a half minutes to drive to the local grocery store. So I'm like, all right. Are well, like I can go all do that the stores pretty close in proximity too? Like, yeah. Like, so like, liquor store, if I drive, store, uh, post office, all that shit. The Des Moines, anything you need. The basically. Des Moines River goes through my town, and mm-hmm. there's a north side which I live on, and the south side. To get to the far end of the south side, it's like a ten minute drive. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's a lot different than out here because like I drive 20 minutes to work and back every day. What I wanted to ask. And you that's too, a lot. I'm sorry. That's a lot. It's annoying. Because someone from Michigan came up here and he made it so obvious that we are so close to things. It's great. Ski. Oh, you guys are so far. <laughs> from I, downhill I, skiing? Yeah, but that's like, they gave me crap because I was complaining. It's like, it's a 20-minute drive. Where a 20-minute drive, I could be in a different city in my hometown. Oh, okay. 45-minute yeah. drive to Pella, which is like a really nice city. That it, that doesn't seem like too far, but 45-minute drive up to Aronacoit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's like, why can't I just get there in five minutes right. and be there? That's awesome. Yeah, it's different. What it's I wanted to ask you is, you ever been to or seen the hockey team in Des Moines? Yeah, the Iowa Wild. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? Well, no. Well, they have the Des Moines, like, junior team, Mm-mm. the USHL team. No. Oh, okay. I just didn't know. Like, I wonder if they play in the same rink, though. I don't know. I don't even the know how Iowa you get Wilds to Iowa to play hockey. The Iowa Wilds, the AHL team, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Or Minnesota. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Have you yep. you been to those games? I've yeah. been to one. You liked it? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of the game that I went to out here with the uh, Amherst. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're fun. I like hockey. I'm not huge into hockey, but I like it. Yeah. I'm a Blackhawks fan, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can't all be winners, but. <laughs> I don't know. They, they got screwed this past They year. did. No, they're not very good now, but they were good for a while. They had a good little run. Mm-hmm. Same with the Cubs. Don't you love how they got rid of uh, Corey uh, Crawford, the goalie? And then, no. then he goes to the Devils. I Training know. camp starts, and Corey's like, yeah, I don't want to play here. I'm going to retire. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, but I, I am happy that you weren't a Bills fan. That's why I asked her, because like, I'm a Chiefs fan. Okay. So okay. we're going to the Super Bowl, and like, I wore my Chiefs gear to work, and I was getting heckled by some oh. people in Samrock, and then... I was like, well, I'll root for you if you go to the Super Bowl, but I know how you guys' the Super Bowls go. And I walked away. <laughs> so is it really bad? No, it wasn't bad heckling. No, okay. it was okay. It was just kind of like, really, you're wearing this here? But all us Iowa guys, we're three hours from Kansas City. Yeah. So we're all big Chiefs oh, fans. Yeah. So my dad, we've had season tickets since 2004. Yeah. So I've been going to games since I was nine years old. And it's just been heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. So now finally, like, we're the best team in the NFL. Like, these years are like, I got to take them in and yeah. enjoy them because they're glorious. I probably will never see them again in my life. So like as long a Bills fan. Exactly. <laughs> like, if the Bills were winning the Super Bowl, that's how I feel every single year now that we make it. Mm-hmm. And I, I do hope that the Bills can have that feeling eventually, but just not. No, but not, it's your turn right it's now. It's our turn. Yeah, exactly. And this is going to sound bad. And it's like, not, because everyone's like, how are you not a Bills fan? I'm like, listen, it's not the Bills that I don't like. It's, sorry, but it's like 90% of their fans. They're like, all in your face, okay. want to rub That's it That's what in. everyone says out and, here. And all they do is talk about it. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I don't care that much, number one. Number two, you're probably going to lose at some point. And you're gonna have to wait another year, and then I gotta hear at the beginning of that year. Oh, this is gonna be our year. Oh, this is gonna be our year. Oh, why don't you wait till half the season's over to say this is gonna be your fucking year? That was, that was the nice thing about wearing my Chiefs gear, because I wear it a lot at work. And you know, you always get heckled, but then the day after we beat you in the AFC Championship, you don't hear a word. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's so quiet. I have bragging rights again until next year, and then when they try to bring it up, I'll say. Well, we beat you twice last season, so I'm sure we'll do it again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Not to rub it in, but it's just, you know, like you said, it's our time. It is. So, I hope every team I, gets to. I only know a little. Yeah, yeah, but. Know the basics. Like, the Capitals winning the Cup, I waited 13 years for that to happen. Like, that Some was, people go their whole life without right. their favorite yeah. team. And I was lucky. Yeah. yeah, lucky. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> I felt more good for Ovechkin because he's, like. He's, like, one of the greatest players to ever play the game mm-hmm. now. And he just, they always held that against him. They're like, okay, you were the gr- you're one of the greatest goal scorers to ever play the game, maybe the greatest goal scorer, but you never won a cup. So you're not, like, considered one of the best. It's like, it's fucking not all on him, man. Like, there's a team. <laughs> like, Have the Sabres, is off topic, but have the Sabres won a cup? They went to the finals, and I was there. A couple of times. The one time, the last time I, they were in the final, was it the final or was it the? Yeah, it was the final. Yeah, and they went to four overtimes, dude. I fell asleep the end of the third period or after the second overtime, and I woke up to Dallas celebrating the cup. <laughs> it's a tough sports city. Yeah, you got the Bills and then you got the Sabers. Mm-hmm. So they haven't won one. Nope. So no titles in Buffalo. 
None. That, that <laughs> hurts. That hurts. Maybe that's that may why make they're him, like the way they are. That probably is. Maybe. Just so many years of heartbreak. Yeah. That's why they're jumping off into tables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get CTE. Trying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they don't have to, they don't have to uh, worry about their losses. Right. <laughs> Trying but, to forget their losses real quick. Exactly. <laughs> Do you guys have any idea? I think the hubby has a Wayne Gretzky rookie card mm-hmm. and the price has just gone skyrocketing. Has it? Yeah. One just sold for um how much was it? It was like 3 mil. Yeah, he said that. Mm-hmm. So n- maybe it's not Is a it rookie. Signed? No. Oh. No, and it's only a grade 8 or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You can look it up. You can look. Yeah, he, that, he, he what his is like worth right now. They're asking like four thousand dollars for him. Oh, nice. that's pretty cool. Someone there was a different card. I'm not sure which one. It was fifteen. It's in good 000. condition. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Again, I know nothing. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, he's got a little magnifier. He's like, look at the edges. I'm like, that's no good. I Somewhere right. I have a Patrick Waugh rookie card yeah. signed. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. You need I, to I know it. I've been looking for it. What? We went through all the stuff at my grandparents' house. I'm pretty sure it's got to be at my parents' because my grand, my grandpa, like, we sold his house after he passed. God forbid. But, like, um, <gasps> we took, like, all, like, the card boxes. Cause I had some hockey card boxes there. I got them. I don't know where my mom put them. And, like, I'm going to lose my mind because that thing is worth some money. Like, yeah. that's one thing I know that I have. Collectible wise, that is worth some fucking money. So why has <laughs> yeah. it gone up all of a sudden? He said, "There's like the past there's like demand cards are just going yeah. through the roof right now." So Gary V, you know Gary yeah. V, you know Gary V, yeah, yeah. So he has been collecting cards, like he does that garage sale stuff mm-hmm. to like flip stuff and make money. And he said, "I don't know." Just all of a sudden, I started. I saw him talk about cards lately, and um. Like over like the past year, yeah. and like all of a sudden they're like coming back, but it's it's like a collectibles thing. Like yeah. sometimes this is the new thing, and then you have like okay, Pokemon cards. You yeah, know, like used la- to be, last but now. night I was in Discord with a bunch of buddies from back home, and mm-hmm. he, he had a pack of Pokemon cards, and he does these like pack wars where <laughs> you spend the money, and then like he'll open a pack. And then you'll get the cards out of that pack, if that makes sense. So like, you, just you could you could then... pull a four hundred dollar Charizard or something, you know, yeah. in one pack. So you pay for you risk basically to pay uh, this money, and you may not get anything what back. Are you risking? So like, I paid twenty five bucks, and my buddy paid twenty five bucks, and there was eight sets of packs, and then like we would number. I want pack one, three, five, and six. And okay. He would do the next. And then we did it, so that'd be cool. You like a little draft order, like okay, yeah. you're first in the draft. What's your what's your pick? I want three, and then what's so your so yeah, pick? I had number one, and then we ended up doing so the card with the most value. If that was in your pack, that you would get the rest of the cards, like you would get all of them. Mm. So we were playing based off value, and my buddy won, but he had like a fifteen dollar card. But there's that slight chance where you could pull like this. Four thousand dollar Charizard, or yeah. you know, just something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, whatever. We're drinking. I'll take the risk and just have some fun. Yeah. It was fun though. It was definitely fun. Yeah. It's crazy. The cards are yeah, they're like coming back. Into, yeah, it's weird. Like, dude, they had, it's just all these trends, man. And like, you gotta see like the longevity of the trends because they got like 
like supreme, dude. It was huge for like a couple months. I mean, it still is, but like I don't hear much about it anymore. No. And everybody's jumped to stocks now. <laughs> but I guess everybody's trying to help financially, like secure themselves, especially in the time that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And then I just like the stuff that the guys on Wall Street bets, whether you like it or not. They most of the guys were doing with their money. They were paying off their student loans, like that was, and they were literally showing like the receipt. They paid off their student loan, like get rid of that debt. Mm-hmm. Like if I could just get rid of all the debt I have, that'd be unbelievable. Just pocket everything after that. Pocket. <laughs> you, just from standpoint, you'll find something to spend it on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I told her, I said, if dog coin hit. Five, Dogecoin. It, yeah, Dogecoin. Dogecoin. <laughs> hit fucking five. They the one thread said they wanted to hit five thousand dollars a pop by March, and I'm like, yeah, right. But if it did, I mean, I had a thousand five hundred shares. We'll just round it down to a thousand. Mm-hmm. If I had a thousand shares and it went up to five thousand dollars, I would have five million dollars, and I would pay off this house. That car, my student loans, I'd have no bills. And it would be awesome. But when you get taxed, you still see like what two million. Yeah. Well, but you could still pay off everything. See, that's I don't know the tax rate on like. I think it depends for how long you hold or how long you have been holding that certain stock. Is it? Yeah. I'm not sure. I was reading into because I'm new to the stock game mm-hmm. too. I just wanted to know because I know you have to pay taxes on your winning or earnings. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. And then the thing is, that's why people just keep reinvesting, because as long yeah. as you don't take it out, you don't get taxed, you know? So, yeah. I was trying to talk to him about that, uh, watching this guy, it says passwords are going to go away in five years, What are they going to use, facial recognition? Yeah, yeah. there's a company oh. out there, and they're not public yet on the stock market, but you can get in. Yeah, what was it? Like a free market type deal? Yeah, she, she found, like, some site, it's kind of like... It was almost before you're investing in the company before the IPO comes out and yeah. they go public. Hmm. I don't know, I, but you got to start with almost. Right now, they said you could start with a thousand, but mm-hmm. most of them start at ten to twenty thousand dollars. Damn, Man. right? Crazy I'll money. I'll take my chances. <laughs> <laughs> right, but if it blows up, you'd probably be making millions. Yeah, it's, it, this guy worked. He was. In, have you heard of the movie Catch Me If You Can? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's this guy. And he's worked for the FBI for the last three years. And that's what the FBI has worked with the CIA to get this. And that's how they've been communicating supposedly overseas. Okay. Is transferring hmm. the information with facial recognition type thing. I can see that. Password free. And he's like, you'll go to the doctors without, you know, having to. I know they probably have cra- crazy technology that they're coming out with. Yeah. I think, yeah, and I think going down that path, another thing would be like paying for anything. They're just like. Okay, and like you have like something on your person, or, or like you said, facial recognition, and it's just like, yep, I paid for it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. That's what they need to have with like the voting systems facial recognition, and then it comes up with your name, your social security number, and then, you know, your date of birth or whatever, and then you just do it electronically. Because then you want to have all those false votes mm-hmm. that they've been talking about. And I would say, like, fingerprint stuff, but that could get sketchy where, like, people just take tape and they go on exactly. the thing yeah. and get your yeah. fucking fingerprint yeah. and you're fucked. <laughs> there was the other part that this guy 
was saying, he goes, it's actually easier to get through airports now, even with all the security, quote unquote. Oh, I'd believe it. And it's just crazy. Really? Yeah. He goes, do you realize that pilots and the crew, they just show a badge? Yeah, that's it. This day, today, that's, that's what they do. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but the rest of us are walking through scanners yeah, and taking right. shoes That's why nine eleven, man. Fuck. <laughs> that's scary. So I was floored to hear that part. Yeah, but I don't. But for a thousand dollars, I would love to try it. <laughs> that's where I'd be conservative. <laughs> really? I'd be like, yeah, no, I want to do that. See, no, oh, I... that right there, then it cuts me off. Yeah, there was yeah. the company was True Green, and they're making automated solar powered. Um, like grass cutters and they're gonna try and sell them to all the country clubs in the world because then they would never have a maintenance crew uh-huh. mm-hmm. it would just be automated wow and um the minimum investment because it wasn't public yet was a thousand it was like yeah i think it was a thousand but that's insane if that but the crazy thing was like i literally thought about it because that industry is something no one really thinks about mm-hmm. like and if they do corporate places too like hotels and shit like that that's a fucking three billion dollar business mm-hmm. or yeah it's nuts that's what you gotta invest in and stuff like that that you believe in that's gonna pop yeah like i, later I believe on. in that it's just uh, there's like a couple companies doing it that's why i got sketched out i was like thinking about it and then i saw the other company I'm investing a lot right now in marijuana businesses and sports gambling businesses because I mean, you would have to think eventually all these states are going to legalize marijuana and the stocks are just going to keep rising. And the same way, same thing with sports gambling. A lot of people are going to be using DraftKings, I'd imagine, in the next five to ten years. And the same way with like Barstool Sports is Penn Stock. Yeah, Penn National. Like, both of those, I feel like, are going to get pretty big. Yeah, Penn National. I mean, ever since they took over Barstool, gained, like, 40 bucks a share. And kids, like, 60 to 40. Kids our age want to gamble with Barstool because you know, they love Dave Portnoy. Mm-hmm. Just Barstool Sports in general. So, I don't know. I think those are good long-term investments. Yeah. I don't know. That's when it comes down to, are you trying to make money now or in, like, later. 20 years? Later. Yeah. Later. <laughs> I can wait. I can wait. Hey. Yeah. That's good. I got nothing. <laughs> if, if it can't go way down, if it goes way down, then I might just pull out. But I yeah, don't know. Who knows. But that could just be because something crazy happens. Yeah, like know? the stock market went down or something. 